Minister, we're now on lockdown level one with more people allowed to attend funerals, public events and a declining COVID-19 infection rate. Uh, are we en route to normality? Well, um, we are on our way towards normality, except that the normality is going to be very different now because the are things that we'll never be able to uh, remove from our day-to-day lives. The use of masks now, the use of uh, water, uh, of uh, sanitation, hand washing, distancing, and uh, cough etiquette are all these things that are going to be part of our lives. In terms of large numbers of gatherings, musical, uh, sports, and others, because we haven't uh, gone out of the problem yet, we still have the virus amongst us. And the real question is that uh, we should always be alert that it should not start resurging like we're seeing in other countries. There's a lot of talk about a second wave. What are the odds of a second wave in infections if people lose focus and do not adhere to the health guidelines provided? Well, if uh, people ignore all the guidelines, we are actually at risk of getting the virus to start spreading up again. We have seen this happening in many countries now. Uh, in the U.S., uh, they had, this mo- uh, they had uh, an earlier uh, peak which uh, uh, subsided, and as it was subsiding, it never went back to zero cases. It started resurging. The first peak was more uh, devastating than, than the first one. We see in Spain now we're starting on lockdowns again. They were already, you know, uh, having very low numbers of cases. I see we're seeing very many countries also getting to do a second lockdown. Uh, and this means that we will have the same problem versus the same virus. So we need to make sure that we keep to all these containment measures. Mm-hmm. What is the current trends, Minister, in new infections? And has testing been eased now that we are on lockdown level one? Well, the testing uh, <clears throat> has continued as it used to be. What has happened is that uh, we were focusing on all the people who were having uh, infections or in contact with those who were infected and those coming to hospitals. That number started decreasing because the numbers of people who were getting new infections was getting less and less. So that's what has made us see less people getting admitted to hospitals, less people uh, you know, getting into ICUs and on ventilators and on oxygen. And therefore, we have had to close down some of the field hospital beds because we no longer need them. Uh, but that means that uh, uh, at this point, our numbers are going down, and uh, uh, every day we don't get more than about 2,000 or so that are positive uh, test, uh, uh, tests, whereas in the past we end up to about 13,000 or so. So around uh, um, you know July, uh, the numbers were very, very high in every 100 we got about 30 people who were positive. This time around, we'll get uh, for every uh, 100 specimens, you'll get about um, you know, uh, 9, 10 uh, which are positive, which is indicating that for every patient, we're getting fewer and fewer people who are positive. Mm-hmm. So that on its own is an indication that the viral infection is getting less and less, but uh, we have not got to a point where we say there's no infection, and we're actually worried that... Uh, if you will think that this is time now to just relax everything, we are going to get into trouble. Mm-hmm. The health department's response to the concerns that was raised by unions such as Nahao when it comes to remuneration as well as the availability of PPEs? Well, um, there are a few issues. Uh, in terms of the issues of PPEs, we've all agreed that uh, protecting our health workers 
uh, is actually most important. So we've, uh, we've set up committees in every hospital now to make sure that uh, those who are unhappy about the provision of the PPEs can be resolved between the staff, uh, workers, health workers and management. And we've said that, that uh, for every place, uh, anyone who's unhappy about his level of protection uh, shouldn't go on to work. It needs to be raised with the leadership of the institution and the union so that they must address the matter. So we're working very well on that side. Uh, we want to make sure that all the workers are, are protected. They have raised the issue of uh, 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 some allowance. Uh, we have said that uh, it's actually uh, a, a good idea if there was money available. However, the matter is still going through discussions because there are lots of processes involved. But um, the issue about the remuneration that uh, uh, the uh, most of the employees are talking about relates to a bigger issue of uh, a negotiated settlement, which is a past uh, a few years, uh, two years ago, a settlement had been reached. Now, that is based on the fact that there are challenges of budgetary constraints, and that's not a specific health issue, it's a general uh, issue around all the employees, government employees. And lastly, Minister, how does the COVID alert app work, and, and what is the intention behind it? The COVID alert uh, um, uh, app uh, is actually an innovation which we are very, very happy about. We believe it's important that uh, people must download it because uh, all the results that we do, we, we uh, then uh, put them on the uh, uh, we put them on the cell phone of the individual to say your your results are negative or positive. Now, if they are positive. We, we can actually uh, um, make sure that the, the individual who has received such results, their cell phone can send the uh, notice to those which are nearby without identifying who the person is, where they are, where they are going, and where they've been. And therefore, it's a very safe app, but it helps to uh, alert us because when we go to level to, to the next uh, level of resurgence of the virus, you need to be warned early if you have been exposed because by then, uh, you know, you will find that the infection will come from where you didn't expect. So it's important for us to have some other precautionary measure to uh, make everyone to be alerted in case there's someone who might have been positive in their midst. So that uh, app is we're encouraging everyone. And for those who are coming back into South Africa, we believe that uh, the, uh, the, like who come from outside the country, either having visited or have been a visitor into the country. Now, those need to make sure that they do it so that uh, we can track uh, if they've got any problems. And uh, we don't really follow where the individual is. And I think it's important for people to understand that it's a very safe app and it's not like, uh, uh, you know, someone is going to be following, listening to the conversations, checking who you are, where you are, and so on. We have uh, removed all of those issues because all we need is something that must make sure our people are safe. You get warned if they uh, have been in an area so that you can go and test. You can also go and uh, uh, you know, uh, mm-hmm. be on the lookout for symptoms and so on. You've just answered my question because there was that conspiracy theory that this will be invasion of privacy of some people's uh, apps and so on. But Minister, thank you so much uh, for... There, there, there is a cha- they, we've actually got to report 
anyone that we track directly, we have to report to the judge. We have been given, uh, you know, uh, ways of uh, how to avoid invasion of privacy. So I'm very sure that it's very safe for all South Africans. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much, Minister. That was the Health Minister, Dr. Zwelium Kese.